Blog Talk Radio. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GK Pompers, the Gadam, can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get hit, what? 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 Introducing Phantom of the dark Walk through my heads With levitation From reefers Drenching defense And these seven Show boating with rugas Flash vines Belafonte digger Let's get forward this verse As we confiscate your figures Chasing over brown Levitating Jeeky and our cheekies The La Hada car 54 What's up? What's up? Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all enjoying your weekend and everything. Uh, welcome to the Clown Hour. This is Scott Burks, creator of the Clown Times Sports Blog. Uh, you find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. That's clown spelled with a K, by the way. You're able to find me on Facebook, just doing my thing, being sophomoric, and, and a little misbehaving of sorts. But at any rate, just go to the search window, just search for the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Spell with K. You'll be able to find me there. It's been a minute, y'all. Uh, you're probably wondering out there. I had not heard from this Negro in like three weeks. <laughs> That's because I've been on a work assignment in Detroit, the great city of Detroit, Michigan, um, and just doing my thing, making the money, man. But at any rate, um, this podcast is three weeks in the making because uh, we're going to finally uh, review um, – Week six of the NFL, of the 2015 NFL season. This is this was originally planned for the end of the first quarter of the season, week four, but better late than never, I guess. So, but anyway, uh, here to join me to break this down is my main man. Y'all know him. He's uh, from the Yard slash HBCU Sports. He also has his, the Sleazy S L Z E radio podcast here on Blog Talk Radio as well. He's my man, Dwayne Nash, brother man. It's been a minute. What's up? Finally. I almost went into a rock bit just then, but uh, I, I decided to allow Dwayne to have his his uh, his shot. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you, um, man. I was planning, to, as I said earlier, I was planning to have this podcast like at the end of the first quarter of the season, just to bring everything review. But you know, since uh, this is going to be originally the week six review and week seven preview. And a little prayer request for the underperforming scrubs here and there. Uh, let's just get a recap of of, of of pretty much how you summed up the season up to this point. I know it's like a quarter and a half, a quarter and a half, if you will, but almost the halfway point of the season. But have there any been any surprises that stuck out in your core at this point in the season thus far? Yes. There have there have been uh, three big surprises actually, in in, in my opinion. Uh, surprise! I'm gonna I'm go backwards in order from number three to number one. Uh, surprise okay. number three would be yes. the uh, Baltimore Ravens. This is the first time in history that they've <laughs> gone this deep into the season with only one win. So they're one in five right now, and this has been a huge surprise. Um, because in the past, even with them losing players and trading uh, 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 team favorites away, they've still been in yes. next man up mode, um, right. kind of like a poor man's uh, New England Patriots in, in, in a sense. But um, I guess they just couldn't take it anymore, along with, which I found kind of odd, uh, with them getting rid of Torrey Smith, once again, this, this is not a, a team that is known to have a, a great receiving core. And, right. and, and I didn't want to hold that against them with them getting rid of certain guys and them uh, drafting the young man. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, but even with them uh, having a below-average receiving core, the offense really hasn't looked too impressive and the defense hasn't looked too impressive. They've lost a lot of close games, but – I've never seen them win a five before in my life, and, and, and it's been a shock to me. So uh, I'm still trying to take that in. Uh, surprise okay. number two would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Dude. We had <laughs> you all nice. on, on sleeves need to talk about the uh, 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 AFC North in the NFL, of course. 
I actually had them coming in, uh, finishing the season third this year. I really thought Baltimore would return, and um, Pittsburgh would, would play well. Pittsburgh's playing okay, even to uh, Ben Roethlisberger, even though you didn't like the defense coming into the year. Not that, they're not doing a great thing, but they're still right. torn two right now. Um, but for for Cincinnati to be undefeated right now and and to beat the teams, some of the teams that they've beaten has been. Um, a shock to me. One of those teams that they've beaten, which is my number one surprise, would be the Seattle Seahawks. For them to be two or four right yeah. now, I'm I'm thrown off by because of the, the, some of the teams that they've lost to. Like I said, Cincinnati was a, a shock to me, and for them to lose to Carolina was a, a big shock to me. A couple of things that aren't shocks to me. Um, I did expect a little bit. I think you're going in and out on me, brother. I think you're going in and out on me. Going there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I, yeah. You're much better now. You're much better now. Okay, great, great. Um, like I was saying, Seattle, I was a little concerned about their run game uh, with them yeah. trading away Max Unger to, to uh, New Orleans. But the, the running game isn't that bad because they're, they're still number two um, in the league in terms of uh, rushing yards per game. But that defense, of course, with them giving uh, 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 Russell Wilson the money that they gave him and then them paying uh, Sherman and, and, uh, and, and uh, Marshawn Lynch, of course, a lot of that talent that they had on that team would eventually end up leaving. And now it's starting to show with Cam Chancellor coming back and then going on that run, of course, beating Detroit and Chicago, but it is Detroit and Chicago. Uh, I've seen the, 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 the likes of, of uh, Carolina and, and, and Cincinnati, who just looks to be the upper echelon in the league, they just couldn't hold on. And this is the same defense that couldn't hold on to beat New England in the Super Bowl. So they have the opportunity to turn it around, but I mean, when you start drag racing um, before a divisional game, oh, what an idiot. that he may was. be an issue as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you what doing, man? Oh. It is. That's the same. I mean, when will athletes and celebrities learn? When will they learn that drag racing is not the smartest thing to do? Especially, you know what? The, especially if you're not a racer for a living. Okay. Leave that to the experts if they want to do that. Leave that to the NASCAR boys who drive or make a bunch of left turns for a living. Leave that to the Indy drivers. Just don't do that shit. That's all I ask because it took the life of one um, Bobby Fields back in the Bobby day in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. It took the life of my man uh, from the Fast and Furious series, Fast and Furious series, yeah. series, rather. And now this clown, Brad Jackson. Seriously? Beast mode? You know Seriously? what? Seriously? He he really thought he was safe because he wasn't in in Carolina. Them Carolina streets. I don't know what's going on in Carolina with the Bobby Phil <laughs> situation, with Cam right. uh, Newton and his situation. Oh, that's right. That's you right. Know, oh my God. At least that's it was in, in Charlotte. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what makes that even even worse. But driving in the streets of Charlotte, you gotta gotta be careful, player. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what Marshawn and 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 uh, Fred Jackson were thinking, uh, doing such a thing after a practice. But you know, uh, hey, we, we, we'll see. Did they have it is two what games? Does. Oh God, yes it is. And, and my thing is, they have two. They have two winnable games ahead of them. If they can go ahead and get even at, at four and four, you know, it's a whole different ball game for them to try to sneak in as, as a wild card. With with San Fran yeah. and Dallas on the horizon, but I don't know if this was the smartest thing in the world to do. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I don't have many surprises. I have disappointments. Well, I do have a couple surprises. Um, first of all, first of all, I knew that Cincinnati would be good. I didn't know that mm-hmm. they would be this good, right? I didn't know they would be out the gate six and zero good. Now, yeah. granted, they. You know, they, granted, they have to prove to show up that they, they have to show up during prime time. Okay, they have to prove mm-hmm. that they could be do that to do in the second half of the season when the games are much more important. But and especially in the postseason, of course. But six and zero is six and zero, and 
given given the struggles of the other teams of the division, given the struggle, given the fact that Big Ben is out of the injury in Pittsburgh, they are sitting pretty. The Bengals are sitting pretty right now. I know the Houdé Nation back home is all cheering about that crap, but you know I, it is what it is. Cincinnati is looking really good. Uh, also, Carolina Panthers and it's a combination of the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. I figured Atlanta mm. Falcons would be better this year. I didn't know that they would be hardcore this year on the first-year coach, Dan Quinn, from Seattle. Um, those mm. guys, he has those guys on defense flying around the ball, playing aggressive. I mean, they're not the same soft, like, outfit that they were the last two seasons. And the fact that Cam Newton, and I'm proud of this brother for, like, for doing this, he is putting that show, that team on his shoulders. It's the offense yes. is on his shoulders. I mean, it's just he, it's just him, Greg Olson, and a bunch of dudes. That's what the Carolina Panthers' <laughs> offense is. And you know, and, and granted, the Panthers are still stout on defense. That's not a surprise. It's just that Cam mm-hmm. Newton is actually stepping up, and he's actually making the team look good for giving him that franchise contract. Contract for being a franchise quarterback, rather. So that's that. Those are two things I did not see coming, to be honest with you. And of course, that's the, the Seattle Seahawks. I something's up. Something's really up in Seattle. I, I mean, I figured that Seattle would have a hard time at the blowing the Super Bowl thanks to, uh, well, no thanks rather to uh, 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 Pete Carroll, his dumbass. I still can't believe, by the way. And I'm still going to beat this drum until he proves until he wins another Super Bowl, perhaps, maybe that you have feast mode in the backfield. Yeah, you're on the one inch line. Why the hell are you going to call a damn pass play? Ah, I need therapy. I need therapy. I'm still not over that because mainly, <laughs> namely because I hate the New England Patriots. But <laughs> um, I'm still upset about that. They just, they just pissed away an opportunity to be back-to-back champs. And another – well, I got two more disappointments. Uh, um, the Indianapolis Colts, who – I didn't think – I didn't know that they'd be this god-awful. And I know mm. they're 3-3. Three three. Technically, they're in first place in a god-awful division. But they're <laughs> god-awful. Let's just be honest. Yeah. They're, they're just mediocre at best right now. I mean, they – yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like the AFC South will be – the NFC South reincarnated this season. And my last disappointment is, of course, the arch-rival Baltimore Ravens of my beloved mm. Steelers. I don't hate the Ravens. I hate the – I mean, that's reserved for the Browns, Patriots, and Cowboys in no particular order. But I did not expect them to be one and five. I, I thought that they were the, probably the most complete team with the least question, uh, question marks head to the season, which is why I picked them to – to win the division, but mm-hmm. those guys, I mean, like Bill Parcells once said, you are what your record is, mm-hmm. and they're a bad football team. They're a terrible football team. I've never seen them, I mean, even even in the lean years of, uh, of what's that name of the coach before John Harbaugh? I forget, Brian Billick. Even during a couple of lean years that Brian Billick had, they were never this bad. Yeah. <laughs> they were never this bad, and I don't know what's going to go on in, in, in the land of uh, Charm City, but it's bad. And the fact that they were one coaching blunder away by, by Mike Tomlin for being 0-6, um, it's just uh, – it, it's just it, – it stinks right now. It stinks right now in, the, in Charm City. I don't – I mean, the season's over. They're not catching Cincinnati. No. They probably won't contend for a wild card spot unless the no. bottom falls out of the Steelers and the Jets. And, you know, it just, it's just, it's not looking good for them. So it's a matter of, and, and this is odd to say this about the Ravens, it's time for them to start thinking about next year when less than half the season's already is gone. So that's just, it's just, it's a bizarre season. And how about this season being the year of the injury so far? Oh, the oh my God. Man. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, one of the NFL changes their shield, their logo to, from the shield to, to, to like, the mash envelope, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, granted, we hate Dallas. We both hate Dallas with passion and probably sickly chuckling with glee that they're bad right now. But they're injured. They're, they're playing. They're only shelling themselves because of injuries. Oh, um, I'm loving it. I'm loving it right now. Oh, I'm loving it, too. I'm not going to lie. I am loving the hell out of it. But it's the fact remains. 
it's uh, the only they're not even they show themselves because of the injuries. Um, yeah. Same thing with uh, I mean you know with the Steelers. I mean granted they're four and two, but the fact that Big Ben has been out for four four weeks probably going to make it five weeks because he's probably going to miss the Chiefs game. You mm-hmm. know it's, it's just it's just an odd year. It's a very odd year this season with all these with the injury, with Russia injuries and sitting all these teams. And, and well, let course, me put you like this. Baltimore. Yep, go ahead. Oh, being a Skins fan, all of the injuries that this team has suffered uh, thus yeah, far sure. in, in the season, with us losing Junior Gillette, um, right. with, with, with uh, Smith, uh, Trent Williams for a couple last week, uh, Jordan Lee makes a return. And that whole thing with, with Deshaun Jackson and his hamstring, where it was alleged it was supposed to have been originally – three to four weeks, and now it's moving over <clears throat> six. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't want to start playing that, that, that what-if game with Deshaun. And right. this is a situation where he's potentially attempting to shut it down now. But he's he's a speed guy, and, and that's that's the, the, the genesis of his talent. And, and without it, he's just a 5'10 receiver, maybe even shorter. So I understand that you you need those quick twitch muscles in order to, to run extremely fast. You need to be at 100%. But, I mean, six weeks when it's supposed to be three to four, I would like to see you at least get out there and try. But, you know, that's neither here nor right. there. I don't want to spend my time sitting here talking about a 7-14. We have other quality teams that we can talk about. Right. Right. Exactly. So – with that being said, like, you know, we already have, have had a recap of sorts of what our surprises were at this point, up to this present point of the season. Um, give me your thoughts on what happened last week. You know, the, the Lions got the first one this season on a controversial, well, thanks, largely part two, thanks to a controversial touchdown ruling in the first half. I mean, what, what cut, does the NFL know, know what a catch is? Do they know, do, does it know, have an idea of what a catch is? That's that's all I want to know. Um, my my, my have, thing is this: Do they know what yeah. anything is? Because no, you have the, the 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 bot situation with with Seattle and Detroit, where Detroit could have potentially won that game, but they don't know the rule that you can't knock the ball out of the end zone uh, when you're a defender. Um, you have the situation with with Pittsburgh and, and and San Diego, where all of a sudden time just disappears off the clock, and if yeah. uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell doesn't score that touchdown, then that becomes a situation. And now the right. touchdown situation. But the touchdown, I can actually kind of explain. You know, everyone likes to compare, or, or, or the comparisons that I've heard with that touchdown with uh, Golden Tate has, has been to, of course, the Des Bryant situation where he's receiving the ball and attempting to cross the plane of the end zone. The difference with that and, 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 and Golden Tate, in my personal opinion, is that Golden Tate is already in the end zone. So once he catches right. the pass, then that, I guess that's when they're considering that to be a touchdown. It's not a situation where he has to necessarily cross the plane because he's already right. across the plane. Right. And that's my guess of the interpretation of that rule. But I haven't seen that play enough to necessarily say, whether or not he had actual possession. I just saw it uh, real briefly, and it looked like a bang-bang situation where he catches the pass, he's turned around, and the ball is tossed up into the air. So, I, you know, I don't get paid to analyze that type stuff. And from what I'm hearing <laughs> from some of the experts, that, that wasn't supposed to be a completion, but the way that it was explained on why it's supposed to be a, a, a reception, I'll, I'll accept as well. But it's it's just been weird, and it's just another year where um, a lot of people who consider the NFL to have the best officiating staff in pro sports messes up messes it up again for potentially a third straight week. Right, and that's the thing. Um, and we're going to touch on this like in the last out of the pod, last portion of the podcast. But what the hell was Chuck Pagano thinking? To tell, you me, know to what? tell me what the hell he was thinking. I mean, you're down. Yes, I do. I mean, they, 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 were, they were within like a, like a touch, well, less than a touchdown. They go for it on fourth down A, 
from the own mm-hmm. end. And B, <laughs> what was that? What was that formation? Was was he scooped <laughs> out by by Belichick? Excuse me, Belichick to the point where he wanted to outsmart Belichick. Or yes, did, he wanted to out Belichick, Belichick, and it didn't work. Um, the thing is this, right? And, and when Dion explained it on on uh, 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 NFL game day later on that night, and, and didn't hear other explanations. But, but Dion's explanation was the first explanation that I heard that made sense. And then watching okay. it and seeing how it was botched, I, I, I completely understand. What they, what they were attempting to do was to get the Patriots to come off sides in that, in that situation. Now, right. the thing was they were attempting to do a, a, a false snap to have the defense come across. But now with the excuses being tossed out, oh, the center that was in there isn't the guy that normally practices this play. So he, the, the guy that normally practices that play um, knows that he's attempting to, be, um, to, to come across going off sides. So when he's saying hike, he's not supposed to hike the ball, but he did. Right. And I'm like, oh. uh, why would you do that in that situation when you got eight dudes in front of you? It makes no sense. But I understand what they were trying to do. It just didn't work. And it, it worked. It went horribly wrong at that. So in the situation, had it worked, I understand, especially when you're at home, it probably would have been, you know, a big boost to the fans to finally uh, trick Belichick, but he outsmarted himself. Just fuck the ball. Just yeah, the ball. You, you, you're doing too much at this point. Just fuck the ball and then play defense. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they, they, they kept up with the Patriots a lot better than what I expected them to in that game, only for them know, to lose by seven. Oh, not. my God. I thought I thought they were going to hang a 50-burger on them dudes. But, I um, thought they were. I thought it was going to be an asshole. <laughs> but but, but um, the, the, uh, uh, Andrew Luck decided to show up and play. So right. I was like, who, who is this dude? He he wasn't here for the him. first three games of the season. <laughs> you know. Right. But I, I guess that time off kind of helped him out a little bit as well. But yeah, that play um, – don't do it again. Don't. Yeah, just 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 don't do it again. <laughs> just don't do it again. Just slow your road, bro. Slow your damn road next time. But uh, really, I understand what Dan was saying that they weren't supposed to hike it and the dude did. That's still coaching, though. I mean, because yeah. if he was well, if the guy was well, well was was well coached, well versed, he would have known not to snap the damn ball when you have seven dudes in front of him. That's not that's unblocked. Period. Exactly. So. So that's just common sense. So that's 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 still in the coaches. That's that's still mm-hmm. in the coaches there. Um, now while we well, now while we're thinking about last week, let's fast forward to this week a little bit. This this weekend, starting with tomorrow, nice game. Seahawks and Forty Nineers. We'll go go down game by game. We'll give a quick hit on who's who we think is going to win, and okay. give something like that. Okay. So Great. first off, the thirty Thursday night game, of course, Seattle and Charles to San Fran. Who you got? Seattle, San Fran, wow, this is a toughie. And it's only a toughie because of the fact that the last two games, Colin Kaepernick decided he wants to be uh, the Colin Kaepernick of two seasons ago. Um, right. Had it been last week, I would have easily just handed it to, um, to to Seattle. But it may be a toughie. And then, of course, with the ignorance of um, speed racer going on, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much of a distraction it will be because, of course, Fred Jackson doesn't play a whole lot. But right. Um, I, I I just want to see how real this San Francisco defense is, and, and whether or not they can hold the second best run game, um, in the league. I don't know if they have it just yet. You know, they, they're playing a whole lot better football than what I thought they would with the mass exodus of not just coach but players. Um, so I'm 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 thinking this one will be a close one. I think this one will be under seven points, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and lean on and, uh, Seattle on this one. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, you know what? Until you stick a fork in them, I'm still gonna pick the Seahawks because um, they are the two-time defending NFC champs. It should have been two the two-time defending Super Bowl champs, but I won't rehash that again. But. Um, if, I'll tell you what, if this is a big game, a huge game for Seattle. If they lose to San Fran, their arch rival on the road, this season's over. 
Mm-hmm. This season's over. I, I don't care what anyone says. This season's over at two and five. So I'm picking the Seahawks to make one last stand. Okay, this is their Waterloo. No, I mean I'm, I'm sorry, not the Waterloo, because otherwise they they would go down in flames. But this this this, this is the last stand. Yeah, this is going to be a turning point for them, the Gettysburg, or it's going to be the the aforementioned Waterloo or the Alamo. So <laughs> do or die for the Seahawks, man. So I'm picking them to win that game. All right. This game in England, Sunday morning, that's going to be streamed, live streamed for the first time ever, thanks to Yahoo.com, or sports.yahoo.com. I'm going to check those cats out. Buffalo versus the Jags. Who you got? Game so ugly, they won't, they won't even put it on TV. God. <laughs> um, th- let's just know that um, one of these participants, in this game uh, is who I'm going to send out one of my prayers for uh, this week. <laughs> with that said, I, I, I got Buffalo running away with this one. I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, even with the fact that being close. Yeah, with with, with, with Tyrod is, is Tyrod even playing this week? I don't think he did. Really he is. I don't it, think it don't he matter. is. But I don't think it'll make a difference. <laughs> I don't think it's that make the a defense difference. is too stout. That they're, they're going to win this one. Yeah, I don't see Jacksonville scoring more than 15 points in this game. Um, and speaking of which, speaking of Jacks, why don't they just permanently settle in London? They played it so, so damn often, so damn much because they don't get fans support in Jacksonville. Why don't they just move the team to, to London, call them the London Jaguars, and be done with it? How about that? But just go ahead and make them the um, the the. Uh... The, the, the trailblazers of the a new NFL Europe, just go ahead and just... I guess so. I guess so, but I feel bad for the London people having to watch their horrible <laughs> team as they eat their crippets. Um But at any rate, um, Buccaneers, Redskins, your beloved Redskins. Who you got? Uh, um, your boy said it best. Uh, Groot, this is this is cold red for the Skins. Uh, this is a situation right. here where if they can't win this game. It, I mean, no one expected much of the team anyway coming into the season. Right. There were a lot of people who predicted they would only win two games this year. They're already at two, mm-hmm. and they played two other competitive games. So right. uh, my question is, which team shows up? Because you got to remember, this is the same team that lost to Tampa last year. Actually, we were shut out by Tampa last year. Um, right, I remember with, that. With, with Brittle Bob three sticks. Uh, under the uh, under center, so now <laughs> that he's not like there, that. Uh-huh. well, uh, yeah, you got to thank uh, your, your boy uh, Fred Smoot for that one. I'm, I'm still trying to get him okay. to come out with that candy. That, I'm gonna be a, a bestseller, a bestseller. Uh, <laughs> peanut brittle uh, candy. You get three sticks of peanut brittle, <laughs> and, and then we go ahead and call it Brittle Bob Three Sticks. Right. I'll go ahead and help him out with that marketing machine and get that out there. But we got Kirk Cousins, who, who's Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, of course he's a game manager. Um, yeah, sure, he's he's making mistakes, but he's only played 15 total games in the NFL right now. Uh, like I said before, I don't want to go too much because this is my favorite team, but one of the things that, that is an issue, and once again another right. prayer that's going out later on, <laughs> this one game – needs to go back to what it once was early in the season. If that happens, they can beat Tampa Bay, and, and I'm picking them to beat Tampa this week. It'll be a close one, they should but be. I think that they'll beat Tampa. Yeah, they should beat Tampa. They're playing at home. Uh, they should pick off uh, Ricky Kibbe, uh, 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 Jameis Winston a couple of times. Uh, it, it should it'd be probably a little competitive, but I expect the Redskins to win. I'll tell you what, the Redskins don't win. I know it's only his he's been coaching almost a season and a half, but it's going to turn up. The, the season's going to be turn up very hot on under Coach Jake uh, 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 Jake Gruden. So must see TV, I guess. Next game, Falcons at the Titans. What you got? Mm. You know what? I was going to say that Atlanta was kind of exposed in the Washington game with with them. I mean, yeah, sure, um, Julio's hamstring, he was having issues with his hamstring, and they were able to keep that passing game from not scoring a passing touchdown. Actually, 
they they held that offense to 19 total points, which is phenomenal the way that Atlanta was scoring in, in that game. Mm-hmm. And for New Orleans to come out, a divisional foe, and actually a rival of theirs, to come out and beat mm-hmm. them the following week, you know, I was a little questionable about how real Atlanta is, but they should be able to be strong enough to come out and beat uh, a mariota Titan team who uh, lost a stinker to um, Miami at the crib last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, I got the I got the Falcons. Uh, I yeah. think I, I think without if Mariota doesn't play Sunday, yeah, it's gonna be ugly. So I take the Falcons over the road. This instant contest: Saints at Colts, two two underachieving teams. Who you got? Mm-hmm. Wow, um, it's another one of those situations. Which Saints and which Colts team is going to show up? If we have a competitive game from the Saints of last week, the Colts of this past Saturday, it'll be a good game, a nice air-out game. And if that's the case, I still don't trust New Orleans' defense just yet. So um, uh, I'm begrudgingly taking the Colts in this one. This is another situation where it could be another close game. But these are these are two middle-of-the-road teams right now. And – but I, I'm expecting it to be a, a decent offensive game, team. Mm-hmm. Right. So who you got? Who you got again in this game? Oh, I got the Colts. I got the Colts winning this oh, one. Oh, Colts. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, this 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 is gonna be like a Big Twelve game, defense mm-hmm. optional. Uh, so <laughs> I, I got the Colts in this one. Um, you know, if the Colts lose this one, they're gonna be your eight and eight division winner. <laughs> so which they still may be. But yeah, they should win this one going away. Um, next game, Vikings at Lions. Trying to see the Vikings off for real. Who you got? Well, I mean, this is a situation where they don't really prove they're for real. They're playing against the, the, the Lions. Because That's true. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the, the Lions have been dreadful all year long. Um, right. But Detroit's. Offense has been playing a little bit better. Well, I mean, they were playing uh, Chicago last week. But the, the thing that's been surprising to me um, coming into this game is uh, Minnesota's defense. They actually give up the second least amount of points in the league. They give up 16 uh, points this uh, game. Mm-hmm. Because of the defense. Yeah. Right. So you like the you like the Vikings pretty much. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Minnesota because of their defense. All right, same here. I, I, the Lions. There's a reason why they're one and five. Um, and they're a very underachieving squad this year. I don't, and I'm not sure if, if Cole Will survives after the season, which is unfortunate, but uh, it is where it is. So I got the Vikings mm-hmm. that one too. Here's one that's really. Kind of intriguing just because it's my team, but Steelers, Big Ben, less Steelers at the one and five Chiefs. Who you got? You know what? This isn't intriguing at all. Um, defense is depleted. Uh, actually, coming into the season, I had a feeling it would happen because it's like every other year, every third year, he ends up having a major injury, and that's Jamal Charles. And right. we're here that year again. So without Jamal Charles, without a good passing game, and I mean good passing, they don't even need to be great. This passing game has been horrid for years. Thank you, Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, probably right. my least favorite quarterback in the league. But with no offense, that defense is depleted. Hands down, Steelers come in. But the question is, who's going to be the quarterback helm for Pittsburgh? With him having such a big game, Last year, I want to see um, uh, uh, the rookie come back. In. He's not a rookie. He's a second, third-year guy, right? Was it, uh, third-year guy, yeah, Landry Jones. Landry Jones, yeah. I want to see him uh, uh, replace uh, uh, Mike Vick. Yeah, the offense came to life last week against the Cardinals as soon as Landry Jones went to the game. Um, and, I mean, yeah, it's it just like totally like night and day, and it makes sense because – He's been Big Ben's understudy for the past three seasons. And 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so he knows those plays inside and out. So it was good to see that he actually steps up, stepped up when he was called upon. And now he has the chance to start a game for the first time in his in his career. So with that being said, though, what's scary? The only thing scary about this game is that the Chiefs are so be, be, like the Chiefs are a different team at Arrowhead. Arrowhead Stadium, mm-hmm. one of the loudest stadiums in the league, and yeah. it, 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 it's something else. But you know, to your point, no Jamal Charles, more bun passing game led by the as Tony Kornheiser would call him, Mr. Smallhands, Alex Smith, um, you know, and, and such a, and a defense that's underachieving a little bit, I think the Steelers should go away winning this one. Steelers' defense is playing better as well. Mm-hmm. Expecting to force some turnovers, get a few sacks and hits on Alex Smith. So the Steelers should come away winning this one. This Next is a game. defense you didn't like in the beginning of the, of the year. A defense that I did not like at all, that's didn't think would stop a stop couldn't couldn't stop a parked car, but they they have proven steadily throughout the year. So we'll see what happens. They're not all the way back yet, but they they improved a lot. Browns at Rams. Who you got? Ooh. Uh, um. I'm just messing with you. I got to see um St. Louis winning this week. <laughs> the defense is entirely too good to 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 lose. I mean. God, who knew that they that the Browns put up four? They put up four hundred yards of, of passing up against the, the Ravens. I mean, that, right. that was an anomaly in itself. It, it won't happen again, and it surely won't happen against this, this um, St. Louis defense. I'm looking no, for them to, to, to run away with this one, and I, I want to see um, Todd Gurley um, against their defense and, and, and see how much he slices them up for. Yeah, um, he's been phenomenal since they pick. put him in the lineup. Yeah, I, I got the Rams winning this one. The Browns are a mess. Are a mess. I mean, I, it's like a, a broken record. I mean, Browns are always a mess. They've been a mess the past since they come back to the league in 1995. Reincarnated, yeah. Yeah, the Rams should win. Texans at Dolphins. Two underachieving, more underachieving squads. Who you got? Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, you talk about underachievers. You, you don't know what you're going to get at the quarterback spot from from the Texans. Um, you, you don't know what you're going to get from, from Miami because, I mean, they just had a boost in terms of play with um, the new head coach, Campbell, coming out there. But, mm-hmm. um, my Lord, uh, they, they, they're playing at some life. I, I'll, be, I'll go ahead and I'll give it to um, to, to Miami in this one. Yeah, ditto. I like that the, the, the interim coach is a tough guy. He looks like that he could beat my ass and bench press the house at the same time. Um, they they actually showed up last week against the Titans. I expect them to take care of a Texas squad that's offense optional right now. So uh, the Dolphins should win at home. Here's what I think is going to be my game of the week. Jets, Patriots, two us rivals, two teams that are playing well. In the case of just the overachieving, who you got? Un- until they lose the game, so yeah. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking New England in this one. I mean, um, <clears throat> with, with, with Revis and that secondary that's back there, it's fantastic. Uh, and of course, that's what New England likes to do. But who who do they have that's going to stop Gronk? And even if they do somehow mysteriously stop the passing game, are they going to be able to stop? Don't nobody want to smoke that blunt, LeGarrette blunt. <laughs> even though they, they they do have a great rushing defense, <laughs> excuse me, but um, I, I want to see that they're going to have to pick their poison. I don't know if they'll be, if they'll necessarily be capable of, of stopping both, but if they can, they'll be able to pull up an upset. But I don't think they can. And they're playing in New England as well, so they're playing in Gillette. I'm, I'm taking New England in this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that New England's going to force Ryan Fitzpatrick to beat them. And no matter how good the, 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 the Jets defense is, and they're very, they're pretty damn, they're very damn good, actually. I think they're tops in the league, the best defense in the league, statistically, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, 
Yeah. You can't bet against the Patriots. And yeah. Not now. They're on a roll. So even though the line, even though they're favored by 10 points, I can't believe that. I think that they'll win. I think that they'll win. They'll force Ryan Fitzpatrick to beat them, and I'll spell trouble for the Jets. Raiders at Chargers. Hmm. Raiders Chargers. My sister's actually going out to that game out in, in San Diego. So um, really, yeah, yeah, she's a, she's a Raiders fan, which is okay. interesting in itself. But um, right. she's going to hate to hear me say this. God, because she's going to be out there. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Hmm. I'm. <laughs> I'm taking Oakland. Uh, 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 I was, uh, of course, the, the easy pick would have been, of course, to take San Diego. I'm taking Oakland. Mm-hmm. The games that I've watched Oakland in this year, they surprised me. One was a win, one was a loss, but they still surprised me in the way that they played, especially when they played against uh, Denver, the way the defense showed up. Well, especially the way right. that, that uh, Charles Woodson showed up for that game with those two interceptions. Um, and, of course, uh, San Diego's defense offense ain't Denver's offense, but San Diego's defense ain't Denver's defense. So I'm taking Oakland. I'm running with Oakland on that one. Well, to be frank, San Diego's defense sucks, and yeah. I like the way I like the way Oakland's been playing this year. They're playing hard under Jack Del Rio. You know what? I, you're not alone. I'm taking the Raiders in this one. I think wow. San Diego's like the, the lack of fans. The said the fan support in San Diego is lacking right now. Because everyone and Mama thinks they're gonna lose that they're gonna move to L.A. sooner rather than later. And I don't know if you remember the Steelers game, the Monday night game, when mm-hmm. it was so bad that Philip Rivers had to resort to use the silent count at home because those fans, Steelers fans, showed up. Steelers Nation showed up that Monday night, and it almost I it heard almost like a home yeah. game for the Steelers. It was pretty. Yeah, bad, I didn't get a chance so. to watch that game, but I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, if you yeah, yeah, do like go on NFL dot com and go back to week whatever it was, week 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 five I guess it was, and just mm-hmm. do like like and hit the big players or hit the rewind or replay, you'd be surprised. You'd be astonished. How <laughs> how the fan the the lack of fan support the Chargers had during their own home game on Monday night. Um moving right along. Cowboys, Giants part two. What you got? Mm, part two. God, in honor of part twos, with, uh, of course, today being Back to the Future part two day, I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, it's kind of weird because they're saying that Dez is, is supposed to come back this week, right? Now, I've had the right. same injury that Dez had. All he did was basically fracture his pinky toe. They wanted to be mm. scientific about it. Yes, fifth metatarsal. Player, it's your pinky toe. You fractured your pinky toe, all right? So uh, the, the, the fact that he's capable of coming back as quickly as he is. right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an old movie reference for those of you who don't know. You shot my pinky toe. Call him nice. Call him nice. Call him nice. Classic. Google it. Oh, yeah. YouTube it, but go ahead. <laughs> so uh, with his athletic ability and, of course, with the, the, the types of drugs that he's going to receive, for 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 his foot, um, if he comes back and gives whoever the quarterback is going to be for Dallas a target, and the way that that defense has looked in, in spurts, if they can go ahead and get a full game together with Greg Hardy playing the way that he's playing and, and capable of helping other players on that old, that deep line get pressure, as much as it pains me to say it, I'm I'm taking Dallas in this one. Because I, I I think they can go ahead and finally get a complete game. It'll be a win in spite of the quarterback play. Well, you know what? Screw it, Dallas. I'm going with the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know right there. That's all you need to know right there. Screw it, Dallas. Sunday night game. Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. Who you got? Ah. Uh. Another team that's been helped to skelter in, in, in terms of Philly, where they were they were kind of shaking in, in the first three games of the year, and then the last three games, I don't think they were all wins. I, I know for sure they, they were at least two out of the past three. Um, 
with them beating New York and them beating New Orleans. I can't remember who they mm-hmm. played in that third game, but DeMarco is starting to get more carries. Well, more mm-hmm. he's starting to get more yardage, which is starting to become right. a little bit more impressive. He's had two hundred yard games at least in the past three games. I don't know if they'll stick to DeMarco like that, but if they can continue to get offensive play like that from him, once again, in spite of quarterback play, because Sam Bradford has been looking rather sub-pedestrian, I'll go ahead and mm-hmm. well, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm, you, must think, you must think I'm crazy to take Philadelphia over Carolina. But once again, another we, you talked about it earlier, in spite of not helping Kelvin Benjamin, Actually, um, uh, 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 Jonathan Stewart's been playing rather well. And, of course, it's been mainly, of course, Cam and, and Greg Olson. And the defense has been playing fantastic without uh, Luke Keekley. He's back now. I'm taking him to beat Philly. I forgot. See, I, I was talking so much about Philadelphia, I forgot who they were playing. They're playing against Carolina. They're losing to Carolina. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what the hell I'm, are you I'm, thinking? What was I thinking? I need another cup of water or something. I don't, I don't even know what I was thinking about to put Philly over top. Yeah, I'm thirsty. That's what that is. Let me get some water. Yeah, you go yeah I, I pray for you, too. Um, I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking Carolina at home. I think Cam Newton's going to show the rest of the world and naturally tell by his audience why he's the man. And, again, this is, this is him putting the offense on his back. Again, because it's just he, it's just him, Greg Olson, and a bunch of dudes, and a yeah. bad offensive line, and you know, I, you know, that defense is hellified. And plus, I don't like Chip Kelly. I mean, from the way he handled the Riley Cooper incident to him just being a all-around pump his ass, I just hope that the Panthers beat the hell out of him Sunday night, so I'm taking the Panthers. And last but not least, Monday night game, the one and five Ravens. Out of pissed off four and two Cardinals, who you got? They're just that they're rather upset um, losing to the Steelers and um, losing to they lost to the the Rams, didn't they? Arizona? Yeah, they did. They lost to the Rams yeah. at home. Yeah. The, the Rams. I, I was just telling somebody about this earlier this week. The Rams are just built to beat teams in the. Uh, the NFC West and no one else really. So I wasn't too shocked that they were capable of beating Arizona, but yeah, you're right. Arizona's upset. This is a team that can score a lot of points. And um Baltimore is not capable of stopping people from scoring points. So I'm I'm taking Arizona in this one. Yeah. You know, you, you can imagine the, the 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 tongue lashing that Bruce Arians gave his Cardinals team last week. They outplayed my Steelers for a half. Really outplayed them. Only mm-hmm. them by seven points at halftime. Then completely fell apart in the second half with turnovers and just bad penalties and bad play overall. Going against a bad Ravens team on Monday night at home, they're going to whip that ass. I'm picking the Cardinals to, 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 to do that thing. It's, like it's, going to be, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be rather ugly. So, Ravens fans, you might want to hide your eyes. And, and, and hide the kids, hide your wife, or whatever. But anyway, um, <laughs> with that out of the way, last but not least, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the with the black church life, we tend <laughs> at the end of every service have altar calls and and pray, like like a prayer and stuff like that. I haven't been to church in a while, so I don't know if it changed. But at any rate, um, no, it has to change. We're gonna have prayer requests. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it probably did change. I haven't been in a while. Um, so we're going to like, offer prayer requests, nominate people for prayer, prayer requests for those who have been underachieving or have been flout scrubs the entire year. So, Dwayne, what's, who, what's, what, who, who's your nomination for your prayer request list? You know what? In honor of my mother, Reverend Nash, I'm going to go ahead. Oh. I got a, I got a, 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 a category of, for, my prayer, for my prayer list. It yes, seems with bad running games. You know, uh, I understand <laughs> that the running game has been ignored uh, this past, well, over the past couple of years. Everyone's like, just throw the ball, just throw the ball. Everybody likes to see, of course, long, deep passes. It's exciting to see that happen. Um, right. But I, I still, you need to have some response attack. 
at least to keep the defenses guessing. And if you can't right. even run the ball effectively, uh, it, it, who, who I'm about to put out there um, in terms of who needs prayer, you, you'll see that, um, yeah, not only are they bad in the run, but they're just bad teams right. in general. Um, I was right. actually going to throw the Broncos horrible. out there. You know, I was going to throw the Broncos out there. They're actually 30th in, in, in the run, but they've been um, a lot better in the last three games by gaining 113 yards per game. So they're off my prayer list. And prayers have been answered in, in Denver. So um, they, they, they're <laughs> off my list. Um, right. First on my list, my beloved Skins. They started right. off the year rushing. Almost 140 yards a game. Now they're running the ball at a poultry 42 yards a game. Mm-hmm. So I'm better, and this is the week to do it. They they got uh, Tampa Bay Simmons to be able to run all over Tampa. Hopefully, if they can't, it's going to be some problems in D.C., I swear. Number two on that list, <laughs> it's a team that has the worst run game in the NFL. The Detroit Lions, mm. another reason why they're 1-5, because, I mean, you know, Matthew Stafford, yeah, he had a huge game against Chicago last week. But um, he's been rather pedestrian for well over a year now. He, he had sub-average numbers for, for his liking last year, and, and now he's back at it again this year. But with them having a lack of a run game, it's kind of hurting them as well. And Amir Abdullah, everyone was seeing his praises in, in the fantasy world before the season started. Amir Abdullah, Amir Abdullah, he's going to come in and, and resurrect this one game for Detroit. This dude is rushing for under 30 yards a game in Detroit. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to lay right. their hand right. on Amir Abdullah. And third on my list, Jacksonville Jaguars. T.J. Yeldon, yeah, I know he's hurt. And, I mean, in four, for a rookie, he has 291 yards rushing. He's not the worst in the league. But last week, Blake Bortles led the team in rushing. Mm. That's bad. Blake Bortles had 37 yards really on the ground last week in a in a loss to Houston. Mm. Houston. So yes. I, I need somebody Houston. to go ahead and, <laughs> and, and, and lay hands on that Jacksonville Jaguars one game that ain't been right ever since. Uh, Maurice Jones drew left out of out of there, so I, I need somebody to go ahead and lay hands on them too. The running yeah, game that's, has that's been karma atrocious. Right there. Yeah, that's karma. They got rid of him. I'm ceremoniously too. That's karma. Exactly. Here's my prayer request list. It's a mixture of players and teams. Okay. First of all, you have the one in five Ravens. Ooh, um, yes. You know they're saying the Bible. Me. You see, yeah, they, you're saying the Bible to pray for your enemies. That was a good one. Not like about the Ravens from my point of view. Hey, they talk a lot of crap, even though they usually back it up. It's just irritating as hell that they're trying to be like us and try to be like Pittsburgh yeah. and try to be tough guys. Um, but I'm, it, it, I get a chuckle from watching them suck so bad this year at this point. But that's unchristian like, and but then again, I haven't church at all, so. <laughs> That's not a hint or there. Um, also, the aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars, I pray for them and their fans. Well, the, the five fans that they have <laughs> go to the stadium every, every week. Um, I feel bad for the Titans. You know, I mean, no fan base should be cursed the way – well, not even cursed. They're just bad. So, we'll move right along. Uh, speaking of the first fan bases, um, Cleveland and Washington, oh. two great fan bases. They yes. don't deserve this misery. They they no, do not don't. deserve what they're seeing, what they've been seeing for the past, I don't know, five-plus seasons, no, three-plus seasons for Washington since they mm-hmm. had a run with uh, with RG3, a.k.a. with about three sticks. Uh, the, the, the worst thing, that was the worst thing that ever could have happened to this fan base was that one great season because yeah. – Everyone is leaning back on that season. All of the phone calls that I'm hearing on Sports Talk Radio that sound insane all start right. with 2012. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
Yes, yeah, I hear you, bro. I, I feel you. Uh, but at least Cleveland, they don't have anything to fall back on because they, they just suck. So, um, and then, <laughs> and then you know, when some of my players, uh, of course, uh, speaking of Washington, uh, poor Cook Cousins. Mm. I think that he, I think it's not, I feel bad for him in a way because, you know, he's not supposed to be starting. He, he's not supposed to be, he's not, he's, a, he's not a starting quarterback. He knows he's not still a quarterback. But mm-hmm. due to the fact that Jay Gruden is going brain dead on y'all and insisting the rest of the world that that Kirk Cousins is his guy to take him to the to the promised land, yeah, I, I, I'm not so sure about that. And you know what, to, Scott? I don't think yep. that he thinks that. I just believe he thinks that he's the best option on the team, which speaks volumes about the other two guys. This is a team yeah. that – the the GM came into the beginning of the season saying that this team isn't going to be that good. The thing mm-hmm. is, what we want opponents to know is that they right. played the Washington Redskins at the end of the day in terms of how physical that they want to be. That's something that has happened in, in terms of, well, with the exception of probably uh, the, the, the two games in the Meadowlands, they've been extremely right. physical. And, and and that's all I can ask for right now is at least to have competitive games but when we're talking about the quarterback situation, I truly believe he knows that the quarterback of the future for this franchise is down on his team. But the sad okay. thing is, unfortunately, with the way that the league is now, not only do players have a short leash, but the coaches have a short leash. As a matter of fact, coaches have a short leash on players. And the thing is, unfortunately, coaches – uh, 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 tenure is play of a particular player, and in most cases, is the quarterback. Even though he right. doesn't have his quarterback on this roster, so I would say his favorite quarterback on this roster is Colt McCoy, and we all know who he is already. So, in a situation where he has to be able to. Dwayne, you still there, bro? I think I'm losing. Yes, I'm still there. Dwayne? Okay, good, good. It has okay. to be a situation where he has to bring in the beauty of his liking. But the thing is, the fan base and the owner has to be patient enough to the The scariest thing is, outside of what happened in 2012 with them being successful then, it's the fact that the division is as bad as it is and we're only a game out of first place. So, of course, the, yeah. the fans want another division title. Well, I'm like, this team... Just because they get a division title, they get into the playoffs, they want to stick it up. What's the point? You're not doing anything for the future. The key is to, right. to, to get better for the future, not for the now. This team is not built for now. We're trying to clean it up and make it better for the future. I'm just hoping, once again, that the owner sees that and, and allows this year to be what this year is, an assessment year, and we move on from there. We already know that Kirk is the guy. We just we, we got to play 11. So, I'm, I, will, I feel better and, and, and more comfortable with them putting Kurt out there than, than the other two guys because he, he right. gives the Skins a, a better opportunity of winning or being competitive than the other guys. I, and every time Bob is out there, he looks like a, a, a duck hunt duck getting shot at. <laughs> and it just looks horrible. I've never seen a grown man, every time he, he plays a down, I'm concerned about his welfare. That shouldn't have to happen. But neither here nor there. I'll accept the prayer request on behalf of the organization because it is needed in many ways than one. I swear. Oh God, that's funny. And speaking of coaches, my the last item on my prayer request list is one Chuck Pagano, Indianapolis Colts. Does he not want to coach the team anymore? Does he want to be fired? I mean, because he just – he just I know that he and the general manager hate each other. I know that the owner, the mad Twitter himself, uh, was it not Bob Ursay? No, is it Bob Ursay? Jim Ursay. It's uh, Bob Ursay, yeah. No, it's Jim. It's okay, Jim. Bob Ursay. It's Jim. Jim, Jim Ursay. That's right. Bob was his daddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the mad Twitter himself um, doesn't does say that he could get it done. So I think I don't know is is Chuck Pagano presenting him with the, the organization with a middle finger, um, <laughs> you know why why else would he do that? I mean it's just insane to me 
that he would make that call that's been parodied all over the internet. And the internet yeah. doesn't want to be in times like this, by the way. But yes, you it know, is. It, it's just it's just it's just insane. So you know, so without further ado, now we're going up to the front again. It's the black church thing. <laughs> we're going to the front of the congregation <laughs> at the altar. Bend down because this is why we sing. And, uh, <laughs> and so, as the minister one himself, Kirk Franklin's in the background, running off of his damn mouth as usual. I'm just going to go ahead and just send a little prayer for, and that dude is little, by the way. But I'm going to send yeah, a prayer for little. all those folks on the, on the prayer request list. Um, so, here we go. Dear football gods, we've come to you asking you on behalf of fortunate fan bases, in the league, and also an underachieving, shit-talking team like the Baltimore Ravens to help them <laughs> overcome the issues, the troubles, and the weeping of national teeth in Ravens Nation, Redskins Nation, Browns Nation, and one or two people in Jaguars Nation, the five or six people in Titans Nation, just to bring these fans to a troubling time and let them see the end of the tunnel, light the end of the tunnel. And for the underachieving quarterbacks out there, the Kirk Cousins, the Jay Cutlers of the world, help them to not throw the ball at the wrong team, but give them the confidence and the reassurance to give, lead them on the right path. And last but not least, please assert a brain that Chuck Magano's thick skull so he won't have a silly-ass uh, special teams quote unquote trick play where two guys go against seven guys with intent to harm and hurt and injure and maim. And I know that they're shaking up football guys, the coach players that is, there's a confidence of having been knocked upside the head by those seven or eight unblocked players on that ridiculously bad trick play. But please help them, guys. Please help them, football guys. To bring him through, and if if Chuck Pagano doesn't want a job, football guy, please send him on his way with a golden parachute because I know he wants to get the hell out of there. I know he wants to stick a finger, middle finger to the general manager owner so badly. I want to see it. I know the Wayne wants to see it. I know that fans want to see it happen so we can see a throwdown on the field at Indianapolis, the Oil Stadium, or every real thing. But until that time comes. Please give Chuck Pagano reassurance that he will get fired and he will get his golden parachute. So to the football guys, I ask all this humbly, of course, with an amen, an amen, and amen. All right. Amen. Hopefully that'll work. All right. Hopefully that'll work. If it doesn't work, well, <laughs> we all are going to work. It's so horrible. They do say when when two or three are gathered in his name. So right. get ready for some blessings out there, Cleveland. It, it, it's coming, Jack, Jack Nation. It's coming. Get ready. It's a coming. Man, 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 shoot. If that shit happens, maybe I'll start going to church again. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, oh, thanks a lot for waiting for joining me, man. Uh, we'll talk it again next week, man. And the NBA oh. season around the corner, so we'll be previewing soon. So be on the lookout for that, brother. Will do. Thanks for having me. God, that was a good laugh, I swear. <laughs> that was <laughs> you. All right, bro. Take care, man. <laughs> you do the same, man. Aggie Pride, we got, right. we got homecoming this weekend, baby. That's right. The greatest homecoming on earth. So I'll be checking in with y'all about that. So, um, yeah, we'll be talking a lot in the next. Uh, week or two, so within the next few days, perhaps. So, so yeah, just keep me posted, bro. Most deaf. I'll holler at you later, man. Take it easy. All right, peace out. All right, peace. That's my, that's my man, uh, Dwayne Nash. That was a great podcast. I really enjoyed it. It's been too damn long. Um, you know that 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 we haven't had this podcast here because I've been working so hard. On the road, that's the life of a consultant, I guess, as a, as a day job guy. But anyway, I enjoyed that. I hope you all did, too. 
So this is Scott Burks with the podcast called The Clown Hour. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Stay tuned for stuff next week. I promise you I'll be back in the saddle more often. So um, take care. 06. Good night, y'all.